You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Uh, the highlight is obviously the six meters of 11 and a half grams per ton outside of the known resource. Um, personally, I, personally, I take that result and then I put it together with the B1 step out hole that we hit, that we hit structure at. 660 meters away from the deposit down plunge. We put that news out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to us, that demonstrate and demonstrates and confirms the high quality of the deposit that we have at Eau Claire and really goes a long way to support the goal of, of increasing the scale of the potential mining situation here. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we are going to be getting an update from Fury Gold Mines. If you're not familiar with Fury, I've done several interviews with Fury's management, as well as the team over at Oren. We've been covering uh, this management team for about two and a half years. Fury is a resultant company from Oren Resources, and they're developing three quality projects in Canada. And when Ivan Bebek, uh, the chairman, uh, had the vision for Fury, he talked about how it wasn't just to have development projects that moved along slowly, but rather it was to have development projects that would quickly expand uh, the resource onto production, hopefully by 2025. So that's just a little bit of a refresher of what the goals of Fury uh, is. Joining me today is Michael Henrichen. He is in charge of geological advancement and exploration with the company, as well as the president and CEO, Mike Timmons. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Mike, you put out some excellent results uh, recently at your Eau Claire project, uh, showing the expansion potential here. Please walk us through these results and what is the significance? Uh, thank you, Bill, and thank you for having us. Um, we, you're right. We recently put out some news on the first five holes of the deposit drilling at our Eau Claire project in, in the James Bay region of Quebec. Uh, and as Mike is obviously going to share with us, uh, you know, further in, in, in the uh, in the interview, this isn't your typical infill program. And what we're what we're focused on is adding ounces around the current resource by drilling adjacent to the mining blocks that they had in, that East Main had in the PEA, and or stitching together some of these outlier blocks in the lowest eastern margin of the resource. Uh, the highlight is obviously the six meters of eleven and a half grams per ton outside of the known resource. Um, Personally I, personally, I take that result and then I put it together with the B1 step out hole that we hit, that we hit structure at 660 meters away from the deposit down plunge. We put that news out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, to us, that demonstrate and demonstrates and confirms the high quality of the deposit that we have at Eau Claire and really goes a long way to support the goal of, of increasing the scale of the potential mining situation here. Back to your point. Michael uh, Henrichson, uh, are any surprises here with these results or are these in line with your expectations? Uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, obviously put, you know, we were happy with the widths of uh, six meters of 11 and a half. That was, that was nice to see for sure. But obviously uh, it's behaving very well. And when I, what I say by behaving, I mean, gold deposits can be very erratic. For us, we came in, we drilled these five holes, we increased the overall footprint of the resource because we were drilling outside of those resource blocks. And ultimately, when you go back and you look at 270,000 meters through a deposit, you kind of, you can statistically say, 
you know, what it should be doing. And it did precisely that, if not a little bit better. So we know we're in a good part of the deposit. We know that it's going to behave very well. Uh, even when we did do one infill hole, we saw good continuity of mineralization. So our confidence levels are growing, uh, but more importantly, our confidence levels in the actual resource expanding are growing. Right, and we and we just expect to continue continue to do this uh, over the next several months. And how do these results affect uh, the future expansion drilling that you had planned? Are you just going to go as you planned, or are you reinterpreting that as a result of this? Yeah, certainly reinterpreting. I think that's fair to say. I mean, ultimately, when you start hitting good gold grades outside of your own resource, you want to keep doing that, right? And so we've adjusted our plan to basically not drill with any defined within any defined resource blocks. Just drill outside of them. Get as big as footprint as possible on the deposit as soon as we can. And also, when you look at that down plunge extension as well um, that Mike was talking about. Our confidence levels now that we're drilling, uh, you know, nice holes right on the fringe of the resource sure looks good to continue down plunge immediately, right? So we're we're rejigging things in our minds, but you know, from a from a technical perspective, we're very happy with what we're seeing right now. When when would we expect an updated resource as a result of the ongoing program? About eighteen months from now, or what are we looking at? I, Mike, I'll take a stab at it. I mean, I think. Ultimately, when you put out a new resource, you want to really kind of understand the dimensions of what you're dealing with, right? And because we're in this sort of zone of growth and exploration, uh, sort of really depends on what the drill bit does. I mean, for instance, if uh, you know a kilometer away, all of a sudden we're stepping and we're hitting, that's gonna mean a lot of drilling for us to do. And that's a good problem to have, obviously, that would obviously, you know, probably delay your your resource uh, update updated resource a bit. Um, that's a problem. I hope that we have right. Ultimately, when we we put a new resource out, we want to be we want to really be showing, hey, this thing's going to get much bigger. Um, so hard to put a time timeline on it. It's drill drill result dependent. But uh, my comments from your side, I would I would echo that. Uh, I would I I was going to say it's going to take two or three campaigns right and that'll be then that'll be resource uh, or results dependent right so i'm thinking you know end, end of next year at the earliest likely uh the following year and then on, on the heels of that perhaps econ new economic studies if the goal is still production in 2025 yeah well i think you know yeah too, so you know that's a good question too so i mean the first technical update from us uh you know big milestone for eau claire will, will be an updated resource right and that again that'll be results dependent and how we decide to scale that um and then very shortly after that so within a few quarters after that we would look to put out a a pfs yes so the idea the idea you know the the idea it would be is to is to really unpackage the 2018 PEA into it into its you know into its modules and move those along at the same time that we're doing this drilling right we we you know we have our goal internally of what we want for Eau Claire and so if we just move ahead technically with the environmental the, uh, you know a lot of the project development stuff the geotech um, and some of the metallurgical work that we want to do we can have that larger scenario in mind and it's it's actually the same kind of work. Right, you just do a little bit more of it, or you do it. You take a small, nuanced approach to getting all that work done, and so we're going to do that anyway in the background, right? So that by the time we by the time we surface with a new technical report, we'll be we'll be well on our way 
to uh, delivering the next technical report for Eau Claire, right? I mean, it's not, you know, I don't like telling people that we're fast-tracking things because when guys in the mining space say they're fast-tracking, that means they're not doing something, right? But I think, you know, if you can do as many work streams as you can in parallel, that's a good thing for the project and a good thing for investors because you'll, you'll always be coming out with the next thing. And the next thing would be drill results, right? Is that what we should expect? Yeah. So we have four additional infill holes as well as three step-out holes uh, from our panel B step-out uh, in the lab. Uh, we just completed the first hole of A panel of our step-out. So that's kind of a 200-meter uh, deposit offset down plunge. Uh, and we're currently drilling uh, a hole A2 and C1. And the C panel that Mike alluded to is, you know, is a good 800 to 1,000-meter step-out panel, which is exciting. Um, or it can be terrifying. It depends on it depends on who you, who you ask, right? But we're, you know, we're uh, you know we're a mature enough group to be able to shoulder uh, those expectations and that little elevated technical risk in order to really demonstrate and capture value for shareholders. Um, I think we can expect more drill results to be released, kind of mid to late March timeframe. After which we anticipate news. I would say from Eau Claire coming fairly consistently for the next several months. Uh, to Mike's point, uh, which will, in our view, transition very nicely into announcements. Uh, and results coming out of uh, Homestake and uh, Committee Bay. Michael uh, Henderson, is there anything more you want to say about the potential here? Well, I think, you know, for our investors, you know, what you're, what our investors can expect from us is they can expect, you know, resource growth, because that's looking very good to us based on our, our initial press release here. Uh, but you also can expect us to take those bold swings and try and get that game changer going. And that's, that's what kind of sets us maybe apart a little bit. We're willing to take those risks, as Mike said. But, you know, we've got a great project. And, you know, that allows the technical group to say, hey, let's go for it. You know, we, we see that as potential. And I think that's, that's something I want to convey to everybody. You know, we, we do have a great project. And that allows our technical group to, to be a little bit more aggressive, to, to see what ultimately Eau Claire will become. But, you know, we're very happy with the start we've had. Mike Timmons, a final question for you. How is the market perceiving Fury? And what more, if you could choose one thing, would you want the market to understand? I think the, mar the market needs to understand um, the positioning and, what, what, and what really what we've done here, right? We've, we've, we've assembled the right people uh, with the right assets, I think, at the right, in the right time of the market, right? Um, you know, we're expecting gold to do well over the, over the next, you know, three, five, seven year time frame. Uh, and we're putting together, you know, you know, uh, you know, a focused team and a focused work plan on, you know, on, on you know, high grade gold assets in Canada. Uh, and I think that, you know, moving into moving ahead uh, and certainly, you know, if gold is your thing, uh, you want to be well positioned. So we think our shareholders well positioned. Um, we're getting a lot of, uh, you know, we're getting a lot, you know, it's, it's trading much better in the last month or so than it has been in the first few months because uh, a lot of the emotion now has gone out of the stock and people are really looking uh, at uh, what are the ingredients here? What's the game plan? Um, quality of management and quality of their plan moving forward. So I think that that's the, that's the, uh, I think the most important thing that I think, sh I think potential shareholders should be looking about looking at when they, when they do their, uh, you know, AB comparisons. Excellent. Well, the ticker symbol is very easy to remember. It's F-U-R-Y, Fury, and you can find it in Toronto or in New York. And the website, again, is furygoldmines.com. Go over there and sign up for the news release notifications. Get on the email list. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show and providing an update. Thank you, thank Bill. You.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.